We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, in Matthew Spineauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to go over tons of the NBA free agency top storylines because there, there's been a lot to talk about. This is the first episode we've had in a while where there's a full NBA storyline to discuss. And we're going to do the question of the week. But before we get into that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today? I'm great. Uh, maybe this is bad to say, but I actually derive more enjoyment out of the NBA offseason than like the actual <laughs> NBA <laughs> season. I love the NBA offseason. It has absolutely the best offseason. Like every single day, there's these crazy rumors. Every single day, like trade, like every offseason for several offseasons now, we have seen some of the biggest players in the league like change teams and, and, it, it always happens. Like, this was a crazy NFL offseason, the craziest I can remember. It was right. like, that was like the typical NBA offseason. I love it. I love the NBA offseason. Um, and that's all. We're, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, so right. there, There's um, a lot to talk about. There really is. Right. Matt, no, how, no, I, how I you agree. Doing? How's your birthday week? We're like, well, maybe nothing major is going to happen this time. Nope. Kevin Durant's requesting a trade. So yeah. something major is going to happen. Um. I just got back from the Hall of Fame here a little bit ago. I'm visiting family w. in Canton, Ohio. And it is such a ridiculous they I don't know if you guys know, they've been adding on to the Hall of Fame for a long time with like, you know, they just built that new stadium by it and all these extensions. So it's kind of like a ridiculous maze right now. It's really uh strange to get around, but it's always a good time. I haven't to been go to the Hall like, of Fame in a couple of years. Is it been, is it I don't know. Like, it's, it is what like it is. I don't think it's worth a two-hour but... trip to Canton exclusively. Okay. okay. But it is funny to go there and like see the old like 1910s uniforms of what they wore <laughs> and be like, yeah, I could, I could start in 1925, and I could, I think. They've got 1920s uniforms. I was told that you can't tell the story of uh, story of the league without giving Eli Manning a Hall of Fame bust. Uh, do you think that's true? Do you think the Hall of Fame is does not do a good job? Like right now, there's like huge pieces of football history missing because uh, Devin Hester is not part of the uh, the Hall of Fame bust community in the Hall yeah, of I, Greatness I was, or whatever. I kept looking for the Eli Manning section and it, it never came up. So I would say, yes, we need Eli it's, in the Hall of Fame. Most, we need Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. And I, I also am scratching my head. 
wondering where the long snappers are exactly. So. <laughs> well, the Eli Manning section is certainly in the Tom Brady section, but it's under his uh, like blunders category. <laughs> the Tom I, Brady section of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. The Tom, yeah, it's under the Tom Brady blunders <laughs> section of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Eli sure Man, David, David Tyrese helmet is in the Hall of Fame, and that's really all that needs to be there in terms Wait, of... Wait, his helmet uh, he, or his gloves? His helmet, the helmet catch. David Tyree's helmet is in there. That's all that really needs to be there in terms of if we're talking about notable Eli Manning moments. It's (laughs) just like the helmet's there, you know, not much else. Maybe like his jersey from one of those super, like from the team that beat the undefeated, like the undefeated Patriots. That was like the Tyreek. That was the Tyreek. Put the helmet in there. Put Eli from yeah. the other Super Bowl. Put his put his jersey in there and say Eli Manning, two time Super Bowl champion, and leave it at that. And leave the <laughs> actual gold jackets to someone who is better than Eli Manning. That's my take on the situation. Yeah, is Philip is Philip Rivers deserving of, of a gold jacket? Or ben, no, is Ben Roethlisberger deserving of a gold jacket? Probably based on what he did on the field. Uh, uh, yes, I would say okay. Roethlisberger, yes. Rivers, no. Manning, Eli's, no. <laughs> Eli's in between and he's still a no. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit uncanny, though, like the bust room that they've got there with everyone just like looking at you. But they, they I am surprised. They do a pretty good job on most of those. Some of them are a little, a little wonky. Like you look at Ray Lewis. I don't know if that's quite him, but uh, most of them are pretty strong. All right. All right. Fair enough. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Keep helping us grow this podcast on our favorite platform. And as well, make sure you join the chalkboard because that's where things like the question of the week and the ranking segment come from. You can talk to us during games. It's a it's a fun it's a fun community to be a part of, I think. But let's just hop into some NBA storylines. I think the, you know, most notable thing that we maybe haven't talked about quite yet is Kevin uh, Rudy Gobert, I, oh, Rudy like, Gobert. Yeah, okay. like, well, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Durant, something that we c- will touch on, obviously, but I feel like we've all touched on that individually at some point, and I feel like I don't know. At least I haven't gotten the chance to talk about Rudy Gobert at all. I think the Rudy Gobert stuff is a mixed bag. I think it it comes down to how good do you think uh, the Timberwolves like point of attack defenses perimeter wise with all the other guys. And I guess it's not so bad. Um, it's definitely better than Utah's. It's just, it's a weird thing to do. It's a wonky fit, but yeah, like it does make them way, way better. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts about it. I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it quite. I kind of liked it. Go ahead, Bladen. I've Well, okay, I, I lied. I, it's not that I didn't get to talk about it at all, but we talked about it a little bit when I was on the Bay Area the Bay takes podcast. And, and the one thing I've thought about since then is like, okay, does it make them a title contender? Maybe not, but man, think about how like Cleveland's defense was last year with, uh, Mobley and Allen. I think it can be, you know, kind of in that area where like, maybe they're not a title contender, but man, they'll just be so much fun. And I think that's I, don't know, I think dude. that's good enough. I think I think they're actually a fringe title contender. Absolutely, they are. I think they, they are. Yeah, too. I, I mean, and right, I, I actually not, I don't even not know like, if it's really fringe. I just think they have a weird team, but they're t- they're yeah, they absolutely. But they're not like a suit. They wouldn't be considered super team. 
and the same there's way, like, no the the super team is the, the most work. overused term <laughs> in sport in the NBA right now. There's there's maybe one super team in the league at any given time. And there's none right now. When times, I think of not, super team, a, when I think of super team, I think of like the Heatles, and I think of like like the Golden State Warriors after KD right. joined. Those are like the like ridiculously stacked, yeah. built through free agency. Like we know they're going to win a title teams. And maybe the Nets, I'd throw maybe when they first got Harden. There's I would failed say super that. teams. Yeah, but like they that failed. is a good example. But, then but those are, are like three, three arguably like top 20 players on their team. The Timberwolves though, I mean, potentially have four all-stars on their team, I would say. Like if all goes according to plan. So yeah, they've got to win a title for this to be worth it. Um, and yeah, they've, they're title contenders now. Last year, their offensive rating was eighth. Their defensive rating was 13th. If Gobert can get both of those things in the top 10, right? That, yeah. um, that means you're if you're top ten in offense and defense, you gotta you gotta win the you gotta win the it's championship. Defi- it's, it's definitely a weird team yep. build, and you think about how, like they gave up they gave up a lot. I mean, it's it's like five total picks and five total players, I think. But I but most yeah. of those players outside of Pat Bev aren't really like <laughs> Beasley's a solid player. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just it's just that can they can they get? I don't even really care about who they gave up. It's can they get a bench together? That isn't just guess, a disaster. Yeah. And I actually like Bryn Forbes is a really nice signing. Uh, Kyle Anderson's a really nice signing. Um, and I, they might still have Nas Reed. So right there, I mean, you're kind of pushing like you, you're getting close to it. But um, they still got some work to do. And then, you, you know, they're going to be an interesting team. Like how are they going to deal with Clippers small ball? Or yeah. Warriors small ball, and can they make those teams pay for going small? Because if they can, that's what stops them from going small. That's what's going to win them series. Uh, and right now, Carl Anthony Towns has struggled to do that, and that's the adjustment the Grizzlies made, and that's a big reason why they lost. And right now, Rudy Gobert struggled to do that. But you could argue that both of them on the court at the same time all of a sudden makes it a little bit harder. So, yeah, because my my thinking is like, oh, if you just have you know one of them go out to the perimeter. You're not totally cooked inside because there's nobody else on the court that can have any sort of interior defense. Well, now you have that. I think that when it with them, I mean, I'm not the world's highest. I don't like Rudy Gobert, point blank. I am I'm a Rudy <laughs> Gobert hater. All right. I don't think he's got that dog in him. Uh, I think that he, which is being overused now, but like truly i am not convinced that he is quite as good on defense generationally good on defense as stats would suggest especially as he gets into his 30s here he's on the max contract i think like just that alone means the value is like so so and then to give up five or like whatever however many unprotected picks and all those players like i do think that it's a little bit of an overpay for rudy gobert i i don't think truly when it comes down to it They've got, unless Ant takes a huge jump, which I guess he could. I mean, he's on Ant. Maybe I should give him more credit because he is truly on pace for like sh- like scoring numbers at his age that we've seen from like LeBron, Carmelo, and like Luca and Ant. It's like those are the four who are on this like crazy pace. So, I mean, if Ant can be a Carmelo Anthony type of threat, uh, I mean, 
a baby LeBron type of threat. Like if he can grow into anywhere close to the ceilings of the, th- the three guys I just listed, that maybe they have a player who's the best on a title team. But I don't know. I mean, Cat, I, I I'm not a huge Cat believer. I'm not a huge Gobert believer. Like I just don't. This dude think just that hates they, the team. <laughs> I just don't love like those two as max big men are just a little bit like fraud, like a little bit fraudulent, I think. And, and they're, they're not, not they're not over a game. Maybe they're Cat not taking over a game. Not, not you, you not consistently and Gobert definitely isn't. I get it. But I, they complement each other. They do complement each other. It's like you've got the ultimate defensive guy and then the ultimate like shooter as a as a big man. So, right. you know, with all the infrastructure around both of those guys, like they're not in a vacuum here. All right. So I have really mixed feelings about how it goes and nothing, no result would really surprise me about the Timberwolves. But here's here. Hear me and hear me well. They're a Minnesota sports team, okay? And betting on their downfall will never, ever, ever age poorly. (laughs) That's probably how I see it. I understand why they did it, but like... You know, these these this is a lot of picks very far in the future for someone who's pretty old, making a ton of money. Um, This does seem like the type... Like, I understand it, but you gave up a lot. You got to feel good for Utah. Um... And if you yeah. bet against it, your odds are probably just in your favor when we're talking about like them winning a title. The odds are just in Theo, your favor. would you bet right your life that. would you bet your life that the Minnesota Timberwolves won't be in the conference the conference finals this year? No, I wouldn't life. I wouldn't bet my I wouldn't <laughs> bet my life on that. I would maybe <laughs> bet my life that they don't win a championship. Just I cannot imagine the Minnesota Timberwolves winning a championship. But that's not good analysis. That is horrible analysis. Um, it's just Minnesota sport. Like being from Minnesota, uh, it's just all all no. they know is pain there. And I know that expecting good things from a Minnesota sports franchise. I mean, it's an a, insanely expensive team too. They are as yeah. all in as you can be. Uh, it's like one of the most expensive teams salary wise, I think, ever. I also think looking at the numbers from the Grizzlies series, I mean, the the Timberwolves were one of the best teams in basket, like in the entire playoffs in terms of like opponent field goal percentage allowed inside the three point line. Um, They're actually really good in that area. And where they were bad was opponent field goal percentage allowed um, from three. So would they have even won? I guess, you know, Rudy Gobert does start a domino effect with exactly you know, who takes who and, and how comfortable you are, you know, being at the perimeter when you've got a threat like Gobert. Right. So I guess he does improve the entire unit. But it's like, if they add Gobert, do, do they, am I 100% they win that series? They win the next series? They win the series after that and then the series after that? Like, I, you know, that's just a lot <laughs> I mean, of... It's, they, it's a tough path. They're a first yeah, round exit I mean, and now they've added Gobert. Does that give them, you know, three... I guess you're banking on the growth of Edwards. I guess that's what it yeah. comes down to and that's what it always did for the Timberwolves. <laughs> the, the, the Ed- this just gives you a little bit more room Was it error, Anthony Edwards that had the statement where he was like... Um, doesn't put any fear in my heart (laughs) it's like i don't know how we could i don't know why we couldn't score against that guy (laughs) it reminded me exactly of like the chris olave why is he just always open (laughs) like maybe yeah he also said chris Depp's porzingis was the best best like rim defender defender. which is like a little bit questionable (laughs) but i do think it's funny how just no nba players respect rudy gobert none of them do it's it's just It, it is kind of funny but but i do think like that that might lean into like maybe they just don't respect 
like the fact that you can just so easily beat it with small ball because there was nobody. I don't else know. I mean, play any defense. Yeah, it's like, are you going to have two guys out there playing drop against pick and rolls? It's questionable, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, maybe they stagger their minutes as much as possible. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the lineups are going to be really weird. I think their bench is, is going to be tough. I think Rudy Gobert has problems in the playoffs for a reason. That doesn't mean he's worthless. I'm not totally on that right. train. But, you know, if you got five out, Gobert's going to have to be on the perimeter. If you're, you know, you just get his man in pick and roll action, he's going to have to go up and deal with that. So, well, yeah, and I mean, podcast, he's not, he's not going to get better with age in that area either. So, no. yeah, it's kind of like before this podcast, like early this morning, I was thinking about, okay, how does this affect Donovan Mitchell? Uh, is he gone, gone, or is he, or are they just retooling? And then, um, you guys let me in on the announcement that. The Jazz do not plan to move Donovan Mitchell. Wow. So this is just a retooling period. We'll see if that's true. Danny Ainge doesn't want to be like, he's not going to be like, yeah, we're moving him no matter what. We have to right now. Like you can't tip (laughs) your hand like that. Um, Right. I I think there's another big move coming for the Jazz. If this is what they're doing like right here and they're just going to stand pat, like obviously that's pretty weak because you're not really tanking and you're not really competing. So exactly. they either need to go out and like pull off that eight and move, go get some like serious like help inside, so your defense isn't a disaster, or you got to trade Mitchell. I don't care which one they do. I think it's more likely they trade Mitchell. That's um, what I was thinking, but we'll see. I thought they it would got be a lot of value back send... for uh, Gobert, regardless. So it was a good trade. Yeah, but it's. I thought it's it would be easier to send a guy like. Over. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, Matt, and I'm. S- no, you're okay. <laughs> I, I I checked the notifications. I always check the comments on our on our YouTube, and someone mentioned that I interrupted a lot in the last episode. So I, <laughs> I think that's just like the Wi-Fi I might just and like the lag and whatnot. Yeah, it is true. We don't interrupt each other as much when we're in person, so it's hard to always tell. But um, one thing I was thinking was like I think it would be really easy for them to trade Donovan Mitchell, and I I liked the move of like pairing him and Luca together. Except, you know, with the loss of Jalen Brunson and whatnot. But then I was like, well, who the fuck is playing defense on that team? <laughs> no one. Mitchell For the Jazz player. right now, the Mavericks is they, what he was talking know. about. They just yeah. have the ammo for it. With Mitchell, okay, so the Jazz current depth chart is Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Jared Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt and Hassan Whiteside. To me, that is, I like Donovan Mitchell. And here's the thing. I'm I'm buying stock in Mitchell if others are selling it. I, I think agree. that Donovan Mitchell is not as bad as the playoffs made him look this year. I don't know what he was doing on defense. I really don't. His perimeter defense was objectively horrible. But, like, I mean, Mitchell like is an all-star a perennial all-star to me i mean there's there's a case to be made um before the playoffs this year that he was better than devin booker and better than a lot of these other you know shooting guards out there and now he's just not getting valued like that and i kind of think that he is still very capable of of being like a top three shooting guard in the league i mean his three level scorer um pretty pretty efficient and and like good at finishing at the rim i mean and he's playoff cert- i mean he's been playoff certified before i mean he has put forward some pretty crazy playoff numbers in the past so 
I think I that Donovan Mitchell I think like people still see him as a top three shooting guard though, no? I don't know. I don't know if Bladen, you could pull up the the list of I'm, the I'm consensus rankings right of, of, of where people I, have Mitchell the ranking list a little bit. Uh, just Harden, the, uh, this, uh, Harden Kyrie. Uh, I know, we know that Booker and Kyrie are above him. Uh, I'd be I'd be curious to see if he's above like Jalen Brown. Um, I know that he's not strictly like a shooting guard, but. Like if Jalen Brown can be the second best player in a finals team, I think Donovan Mitchell can be the second best player in a finals team. I think that he's even better than Jalen Brown is. I really do. Yeah, I think Mitchell's I, I think a pretty people, incredible people have cooled incredible off on player. Mitchell a little bit too much, but um, I think Mitchell can even carry this roster like to a decent amount of wins. I think he's good enough to the point where this is not like a total lottery team because you've got that ceiling that Mitchell provides, and you know Bogdanovich is shooting. Obviously, Hassan Whiteside probably should not be playing starting minutes the entire year <laughs> hey, followed up by walker kessler who in the regular season the way that um the way that you know gobert is kind of obviously to like a way lesser extent but um how much lesser how much less are we talking about, to, like about way here lesser. the way and lesser also, okay hassan it's not whiteside, like a, hassan whiteside is truly in hell in the playoffs so fair fair enough <laughs> but maybe maybe good enough to keep the defense partially afloat i don't know i just think i think that team wouldn't have the gas you look at how stacked the west i mean teams just always feel stacked this time of year teams feel the great right don't. now the jazz do not feel great I would yeah. agree with that. I would agree with that. I think that, yeah, I think I might hold on to Mitchell if I was the Jazz GM. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here is I think there's a world where, you know, if you stick with it by next offseason, you can build a team around Mitchell that is playoff caliber and you compare Mitchell with someone that he doesn't, I guess, maybe hate <laughs> and and be it once again like that pretty high seed that they've been these past couple years. I don't think it needs to be Gobert. I think they can... They can find like I, I think Gobert's skill set is a little bit more replic like a little bit easier to find than maybe some of these other top thirty players, like just perimeter or okay. I can't interior. I can't defense, tell but. you Donovan Mitchell's exact ranking right now in the list, but I can tell you his average ranking, like based on like where people have been ranking him and what like the average comes out to, is just above eighteen. It's eighteen or just below nineteen, eighteen point eight seven two five. This is average ranking. About the 18th best player in the league. I think that's probably about fair, right? Yeah. I think that's probably well, about here's fair. the thing. That's his average ranking. So, like, there could be a lot of people that get an average 18th, 19th best player in the league. He could still end up coming down to, like, 22, 23, 24. I think that's right. when you even start to underrate him a little bit. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like 18, that's probably about where I would put him. But anyway, I digress. I think that he's really good. I think that, you know, I think it makes sense for the Jazz to not totally rebuild because, I mean, the way trades work nowadays and they have all these picks. Like if they wanted to, they could they could get a second, like a second star in Mitchell as soon as next offseason and, and maybe not go through the pain of this whole rebuild. So, yeah, I don't blame him for it. I think he's indeed going to stay i agree fair enough okay do you guys want to talk about kevin durant now let's yeah. talk about let's talk about brogdon and then De- kevin okay. durant the actual the other big trade that happened yeah. i okay after oh the brogdon God, trade dude. after the brogdon <laughs> trade i was like good wow good trade for the Celtics. i was pro brogdon trade and i think anyone should be it was right. a good deal for them objectively clearly clearly 
I look in the comments and I see about a dozen people like instantly say the Celtics are a super team. And then I retweeted it and said, let's calm down with saying the Celtics are like the same level as like the 2017 Warriors right now or the 2013 Miami Heat. Like this is not a super team. And everybody's like, why are you sleeping on Malcolm Brogdon? Why are you sleeping? Why are you right. sleeping on perennial, perennial all-star starter? Malcolm Brogdon was a response that I got. Is like, why now are you I sleeping see, on him? And now it's I see like, Matt. Why you're saying this term "super team" has been overused? It's overused. What are you talking about? Police. Oh my God! There's not a trade that has ever happened in NBA history that Twitter does not think that's a fleece, bro. What the hell? It's ridiculous, dude. I mean, like, he, Malcolm, okay. The Pacers had been fighting for so long to try to get a first for Malcolm Brogdon, who is a very nice starting player. However, you know, he needs to go to a contending team because he's pushing 30 and he's getting paid $20 million. So some teams got to be able to match that salary. And he's played one full season ever. So you can't trust him to actually start. And they're able to get a late first for that, right? Okay, solid. People are ridiculous fleece. What are you going to give up? Like, what, what contending team is giving up multiple first round picks for a guy who, again, played 70 games one time in his career? Nobody. Yeah, he started in 36 games last year. Um, let's see, per, I'm looking at some of these, per 100 possessions. I mean, pretty good offensive rating there. Uh, he's like, a very, he's, he's a, he, look, he's a very solid offensive nine assi- like pretty Yeah, almost nine assists per. 100 yeah, percent no, and I mean, he's, he's, he's been a, up at he's been up been up at 11 uh in 2019 to 2020 so i mean that is some pretty really really nice playmaking numbers like these last three years for him um shot 52 percent from two last year 31 percent from three but has been up at like 39 percent uh in 20 2021 so a really nice offensive player but yeah i mean yeah hasn't played like you said He's played 75, over 70 games one time ever. So, I mean, it's a good addition. Fits what they need, but like... He's he's going to be a sixth man, and they're not going to trust him to be like part of the starting rotation just because of injury stuff. And like, yes, it's a very strong addition, but like... He's he not a perennial all-star starter. Super team. <laughs> there's a... There's a... Okay. You know how you... Whenever you see reports of a player and they're like, Every team is so interested in this guy. He fits with so many different teams. Oh, there's been interest from this team and this team and this team. And then the offer that gets accepted is really low. That means that no other team was willing to beat that offer. Yeah. So it was, and and the Pacers would have been dumb not to move on from Brogdon just because of how, you know, the direction their team's headed in. So it wasn't a fleece. It wasn't a stupid trade. No fleece. What do, how do you feel about the direction of the Pacers now that Good. you know we've had kind of the the offseason and um and how their team is built and the draft and everything? Do we think that like what is what do we think for them next year looking at that perspective of the trade? Good. Um I feel like they haven't maybe they've been kind of in mediocre land for a very long time since Paul George left. Uh, maybe I would also move Miles Turner, but um, as we know, that will literally never happen. So <laughs> outside of that, I feel like they've done a good job maximizing value of the assets that they have. You know, um, they went and traded Brogdon when they needed to make that move and they got a first. And uh, the Halliburton trade was a huge steal. So you feel like you do have that really strong piece to build around because without him, I don't know if you would. Uh, I love Duarte. Um, 
So Jalen I, I think Smith is a pretty good. They got him on. Jalen Smith is a nice cheap. guy to get back to. Uh, so they have like they're doing what a rebuilding team should do, and they got a ridiculous deal in the Halliburton trade. They need to win the lottery to get a high pick. They need to do that at some point, uh, just like everybody else in the rebuild needs to get lucky and win the lottery at some point. But without like having you know that top four pick, it's pretty impressive how well they've done so far. I agree. I agree. I I think that I like it. I mean, if Halliburton were to go down, we could see a pretty pathetic. Uh, I mean, even Halliburton or Miles Turner, maybe we could see one of those like screenshots of a starting lineup that's pretty sad. Oh, they'll have one this year. <laughs> they'll have a couple they of those have, this year. They will have a like. Who are these five people starting <laughs> NBA game? Um, name that's not one. Name that's, one starter on the. That's part of the, the process, and yeah, well. With all big trade talk, it's about high time we discuss Mr. Kevin, Kevin Durant, future Cleveland Cavalier Kevin Durant. I mean, they'd be able to put together a pretty pretty fire trade package for Kevin Durant. <laughs> Colin Sexton. I, I really think he's a son. I think that's the team that ultimately makes sense in all of this, seeing what people are offering. I thought for the Heat, for a while but it seems like teams are just going to beat what the heat are going to offer and once you have to give up bam number one they can't number two um even if they could like that team there's a point somewhere you give up so much it doesn't really necessarily make you better or like it kind of messes up your team but the man there's a lot of teams going after him i kind of thought a lot of teams would be like yeah we probably can't make this work yeah he's the raptors He's on a four-year deal, which is Kevin Durant on a four-year deal. He will be 37 by the end of the deal. So, you know, that does cap exactly what you'd be, be willing to give up. But, like, man, if I was the Celtics, I would give up Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, like, so fast. you wouldn't. It would make your <laughs> oh, yeah. head spin, like Celtics fans. <laughs> I know that you love Jalen Brown, but, like, Tatum, KD, Brogdon, um, Grant Williams, or maybe he would be part of the move, Rob Williams, whoever else you want to say. Yeah. Um like that is a higher ceiling team than Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. All of a su- all of a sudden, when you like are improving your ceiling that high, like can Jason? Like we know KD can be the best player on a finals team, or at least we think we we very strongly suspect that he can. Um, Tatum is it's it's a little bit of a tough ask, I feel like, but yeah, that would really raise their ceiling. But I don't think they're gonna do that. And if you're not getting a Jalen Brown like level player, like yeah, Bridges, the Suns do not care about draft picks. They don't. So to give up like four firsts and like three swaps or whatever that's going to be, um, plus a, I mean, I think that Bridges is like a borderline All Star caliber guy. I I really like Mikhail Bridges to be, you know, top five in Defensive Player of the Year vote and shoot like sixty percent true shooting is like. I mean, that's a pretty supercharged role player right there in him. So, yeah, I think that he's uh, an underrated player. And I feel like, yeah, the Suns, I mean, unless they're like demanding Devin Booker. Which I mean, I think that's is what like, it sounds like they are. I mean, eh, the rumor the rumor not. that I saw on Twitter was that the, the Suns offered four different packages 
for Kevin Durant, and they were all denied on the basis of they don't have Devin Booker, and until they get Devin Booker and in it, then that, like there's not they're not even at a starting point until Devin Booker's involved. Well, if they want to try to get a Devin Booker caliber player out of this, they can they can wait it out. But I don't think that they're going to be able to just get a top fifteen yeah. play. I don't think many. Well, and guys- that, that's why I was thinking like, oh, Miami might be the the team then if they're if. The I mean, they would totally want Bam then if they want like Booker. a Booker caliber guy. Yeah. They, they want Jimmy Butler, right? That would be <laughs> the book. That'd be like asking for Jimmy Butler, except if Jimmy Butler was way younger, um, right? So yeah, yeah, that's not happening. That's not like that is straight up not happening for the <laughs> Nets. If they want, I'm sure they do want Devin Booker. All right, and I'm sure you know it's going to be a long negotiation, and I'm sure that's where their starting point was, but it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like with Phoenix, like if you give up Bridges and Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder, like you don't got enough on that team. You don't got you don't got a team anymore. You got three guys, and that's not enough. That's how I I, I genuinely think that you got to be a little bit deeper than that. And All three of those of those wings being gone would definitely hurt. Um, even but then maybe- even just two of them, assuming Bridges has to be one. I think it's just like. Who is even on the bench at that point? Like <laughs> right. you've, and and with Aiton gone as well, <laughs> it's like, dude. Well, if Aiton, could you sign? Could you trade Aiton in a separate move and maybe recoup some of those? You could maybe like, get another wing scoring, wing defender, and it's like, but you, could, if you, you could get KD for Bridges and Crowder, I don't know, and then you trade Aiton for, I have no idea, another like fine wing and, and a pick or whatever you want to say like then i i think like with the assets if they were to get kd and then the assets that they could get for ayton i think like the big three would be pretty phenomenal and i think ayton plus the guys they already have they already have could scrape together the role players that they need to make that a a team that at least gets out of the west the, if you're phoenix could you envision uh a world in which you do trade Devin Booker to get Kevin Durant, but then that convinces DeAndre Ayton to stay. Well, that's <laughs> no, DeAndre Ayton's I, leaving because the Suns don't want to pay him. Yeah, but do you think he would consider staying? I, I don't. I think, I think it's. I don't think the Suns would consider keeping him, right? Because they don't okay. want to give him the amount of money that he wants, and there's probably a team out there who does. Right. So yeah, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think, I don't see a scenario right now where, where Aiden is a son next year. So okay. yeah, that's, that's what I'm just at. wanted but to anyway. pitch a hypothetical, but yeah, some of these other teams are interesting. Like the Raptors moving up in odds for KD. Um, you know, I don't they, get they, that they, one, man. It doesn't make sense. They're not close enough to pull off this move. This is the same thing with the Timberwolves. It's like, you look at those big moves where teams give up like all the picks and push all the chips in the middle and they own. They always age terribly, and they only ever work out when the team is right there. They have to be right there. The, the comparison would be Drew the Kawhi. Holiday, they were right there. Kawhi, they were right there. The yeah. Raptors, they're great, but they're maybe they're maybe not quite at that point yet. And they're very young. I don't know. It kind of depends on what they'd have to give up, but if, seeing what the Nets want for a KD, I feel like it tears down the team a little bit. I guess it depends on the baggage. I suppose, but I I do think with Nick Nurse and the player development that happens there, like maybe they're not right. Maybe they don't win the finals 
if if it's KD and on the Raptors right now. But again, you've got them for four years. And can you build something like even without the picks that you'd have to give up to get KD? Like, could you build, could you get a big man in free agency? And could you have like KD, Barnes, you know, on an, like OG, you know, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, Siakam, like there's a core there that like maybe with one other addition that you've got four years to make could, could like that could get you there, I think. So I think from that sense, I would be excited to see what they can do. Um, but yeah, no, the Raptors with KD, are they beating the Bucks? You know, are they beating the Celtics think, with Brog- if I, I don't know. It's just, I think the, the package for him would be so expensive that it kind of blows up a very young team. I guess if it's like Siakam okay. and, and a bunch of picks, it's like, yeah, I guess that upgrades you and you've got the defenders right. around him and you're young. So it's like, okay, I'll give you that. Um, but I, I wonder if they could do that, then I'd, I'd be down for it. But anything so more, I, it's, it just I've gets, recently. I've recently been less intrigued with the idea of needing to be right there to make kind of a blockbuster trade, especially after like, you know, we saw Miami go out for Tyreek Hill and, you know, the Raiders with Devontae. So like, I don't know. I I feel like. I actually completely disagree with this idea for a long time. I've had this thought that, oh, well, it's okay if you're just competing for the playoffs, but you know, you're not going to win a title, but like, you know, no, it's not. Well, it's not. It's okay, not. Actually. It's not about. It's to not me, it's good. not about. Oh, you're not. You're not like competing to win the finals. It's you're not necessarily. It's like it's at a certain point you're gonna have to make that move, right? If you know you're a team like Toronto, you know at some point you're gonna have to acquire a superstar or just draft a guy that's out of this world right good. Now, but like, okay, but you don't know when you'll get another shot at it. Is my point? Certainly, when it's a very young team, I'm saying that. And if you have to give up more than Siakam in the picks, I think it's it's tearing down the team a little bit too early. And they don't need to force a move because they have a pretty far in the future timeline, whereas a team like the Suns doesn't, or a team like the Heat doesn't. I think that if they, I think that that trade for Siakam though, like one centered around Siakam, is a, I think a decent it, you know, possibility I, I kind of, because yeah, like like that one might be the best offer they get. Looking at what other teams are going to do, right? I mean, Siakam's a an all star. Right. I mean, he's a good power. I could see a world oh, where yeah. Simmons, Simmons, Siakam, and Kyrie still makes the playoffs in, in, in Brooklyn, at, in Brooklyn, plus all the picks. Right. I mean, we'll see if Kyrie, we'll talk about Kyrie and if he's even going to be there. But I mean, there's a world where, where Siakam is the best like player that they, that they get. And Siakam at this point, like he's a really good player. Um, and, obviously an all-star and was a key piece to them winning the finals. And, you know, I know that Raptors fans love Siakam and, you know, the way that he can stretch the floor and defend and score at multiple levels for a big man is, is pretty special. Um, but like if you're giving up Siakam for KD, like, I don't think that that really sets you that back that far in terms of all the other, because precious is still there and Barnes is still there and Ananobi is still there. So it's like, if the Raptors can part with Siakam and like picks and get KD, I think the the rebuild or not the, even the rebuild, but you know the young core is still intact enough that you're still excited about it. Plus, you've got the ceiling now that KD provides. I think like that trade to me makes a lot of sense. And now, if it's like Barnes and Siakam or Precious and Siakam, and you're talking about like two or three of these guys, then you're like, okay, whoa. Well, but if it's like if they look around the league and people are like Kevin Durant too old, where like the bidding war is not quite the Booker level, it's not quite 
you know, the BAM level. It's not quite, you know, whatever you want to say. And, and Siakam's the best, like you can part with Siakam and that's the best offer the Nets get. Then I could, I, I would, I'd be very intrigued if I was the Raptors. Cause I do agree, Blake, yeah. you got to make that move eventually. Sort of. Yeah. No, it, well, yeah. No, nah, you don't. I, I really, I disagree so hard. You do <laughs> not have to force that move. How many times? I don't think this would be a force. Like, you can't force it, but like, if it's. When are you going to get another chance at a Kevin Durant level player? Literally, we just mentioned how every single year you this happens. True. That Actually, is, all the time. <laughs> Actually, every year you do at this point. And the reality yes. is, is that like, well, we have to. If your team is not positioned in a sense where it's ceiling reasonably as, as a championship team, then you should totally blow it up. Uh, it's boring otherwise. Like, who cares? But otherwise? the Raptors shouldn't blow it up, though. Not, like, they should just continue to... They should continue the to get better. Up. That's what I'm saying, and that's this is all, and that's not really even related to the Raptors. I'm just saying, like, if if you're if you make a move as the Raptors, you have to give up so little that's actually on your roster that you feel like you can win a championship. Because doing anything else is totally bogus, especially when you're giving up all those first. They're oh, we're fighting hard in the playoffs. Who cares? And in the NFL, it's different because. Well, if we can get to the playoffs, anything can happen is true. Yeah. Not true in the NBA. Yeah. Not true in the NBA. You have to be, you really do have to be great. Um, that's so fair. I, yeah, that's fair. Go ahead. I, you can finish. Oh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's the thought. Yeah. No, All but right. I think if it's Siakam, like if, if you can get it for Siakam and not much else, you pull the trigger if you're the Raptors. That's where I'm at right, with that. Like if you do not have to blow up the entire core and if it, it's it's something like that, then you get the deal done. Obviously, at, at any team in the league would take Kevin Durant if it's at the proper value. If the Nets called the mm-hmm. Pacers and said, uh, <laughs> Halliburton for KD, what do you say? They probably say, okay, like, or maybe not even hell. They say, like, sticks for KD. What do you say? They're probably just being like, okay. Uh, yeah, just because just you take it if if the value is good enough. So it does depend on what the trade is always. And, right. you know, if it's no. just Siakam to me, then, or or centered largely around Siakam, then I, then the I other see question, this. The other question is, does KD want to go to Toronto? Does he have a no trade clause though? I don't think that he does. Well, then uh, here, here's the, but he he you do get to kind of choose a little bit regardless. Because <laughs> I guess if if you couldn't choose your team, then the Nets could be like, "Oh, you're playing here no matter what, dude." Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe he'd be willing to. I don't know. I mean, Kawhi was, but uh, that's Kawhi. Moving Kawhi to a different country. Is, Come on, is, <laughs> and that was only a one year thing with Kawhi. With Kevin Durant, he's saying the next four years. Yeah. Um. So I, I do question that a little bit too, but. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of teams aren't going to have the offer that actually makes sense for their team. And I guess maybe the Raptors are the team that makes sense if Siakam and Picks works, but I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about Kyrie then, because it sounds like, like the Lakers smoke has not gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, no, obviously sir. the Lakers have got their, a bunch of shitty role player, the, the trade, <laughs> the meme of the guy, like <laughs> trade proposal. I receive superstar you receive <laughs> shitty role players and picks far <laughs> in the future that the lakers propose every year but the thing about the lakers is it like run from it you know dread it run from it destiny arrives all the same <laughs> they right wanna, think about these nba players they want to be in la 
They, they want to go on the Lakers. They wanna, there's two things I'm certain about. NBA players want to play in LA and they want to play with LeBron. And now you can do both. <laughs> so, yeah, guys are going to want to be there. I don't think it's unreasonable for the Lakers to get him, though. I don't think it is either. The more the more we see it, I, I heard that there was a package, like there was the rumors that they had a package that would net them both KD and Kyrie, which I'm sure was like no Anthony Davis. Way. I'm sure it was san- centered around Anthony Davis. And yeah. I thought for a second, I'm like, you know, if you're the Nets, you know, what are you getting that's better than Anthony Davis if you're going to lose both of these guys? And right. I thought like maybe that could happen still. Like if they could get the money to work is like, AD Westbrook yeah, is probably raises your ceiling higher than basically any other team um, could offer. So I was like, maybe there's something to that, but I think it'll probably just be a Kyrie move if it happens. I think like the package well, to get both of them would be. Yeah, kind of- I think, here's, it, I here's, think here's it's not a bad package at all. Let, let me ask Westbrook you guys a question, and, right? I was thinking Westbrook about in a first for Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, is any team going to give up two first for one year of Kyrie Irving? No. 2027 Lakers first could be okay. I'd take that gamble. I I think, yeah, I guess you'd be betting on is Westbrook going to be a massive negative for your team? Because, like, I think, like, I don't even think you could buy him out, I suppose. That's what I would tell. Man, what a fall then if it would just be a a 2027. And Kyrie has played this perfectly to the point where. No other team, like there's just not going to be a bidding war for Kyrie at all because <laughs> no other team wants to deal with this shit, right? So, except for LeBron. I mean, <laughs> I mean, have you seen basically the the report that was like, yeah, well, it was supposed to be Westbrook and THT for Kyrie and Joe Harris, but the Lakers are holding out for Seth Curry instead. And I'm like, dude, if you've got him on the hook. For Joe Harris and Kyrie, for Westbrook yeah. and THT in a first, just take your take. win. You know, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, they're spacing. If anything, this Lakers team spacing will be better. Oh, I right. think they would be one of the better Miles teams. Better. Going from Kyrie, Westbrook to Kyrie, I think would instantly make them one of the better teams in the West. I really do. I think like this last year, if this goes down, and I, I really think that it could because, you know, Kyrie and the Nets, I, I just think they're sick of each other a little bit. <laughs> I, I really do think like the Nets would be motivated to get rid of the dude who's just been nothing but unreliable. And without KD there, right? Like, it's just like, wash your hands of it. But like, yeah, if this happens for the Lakers, and I think that it, it very well could, I mean, I am not, of the opinion that, that the Lakers missing the playoffs is going to be the norm going forward. I, I don't. Right. I think no. LeBron is still going to be an extremely high-level player uh, next year. I think that Anthony Davis obviously was down last year, injured last year, but uh, I don't think he's washed. And I think we could still see, you know, Anthony Davis is a clear all-star starter caliber player. That's not a ridiculous thing. And one, one of the last times we saw Kyrie was him in that play-in game shooting, what, like 13 for 13 or something like that? Something ridiculous like that. So I we mean, know Kyrie can still ball. I know Kyrie can <laughs> still offense, ball. Like, yeah, and then if you have Seth be, Curry and they get Kendrick Nunn back, who I think's good, they've got, like, they're right there with the role players to where I'm starting to believe in them a little bit. But I, I don't know. Okay, well, here's the thing. If Kyrie wanted to play in LA, why didn't he just like test free agency August 1st? Because LeBron would have certainly just been like, yeah, go sign Kyrie. If he wants to come here, go sign him. He couldn't have gotten $37 million. I guess. You got to opt in to get $37 million. No team is paying him $37 million. $30 million bucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> you think it would have hurt him that bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was if the If he wanted to whole... sign with the Lakers, yeah, it would have cost him uh, uh, right around $30 million. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I, I, that was my thing with him. Like before, like that pay cut, right? Cause if he could have gone like the mid-level exception, right? Takes that pay, like his pay down to 6 million. If he opts in, it's 37 yeah, million. At point, just go to the and board. at that point, people were like, is he actually going to do that? It's like, no one just leaves $30 million on the table like that. I've <laughs> never seen it happen. Right. I've never seen, I like, guess I've seen Brady take some pay cuts before, but not from <laughs> not- like, not from like he could be making f- like he could be making fifty million dollars and he settles for twenty per year. It's like, how about he settles for thirty five a year or right. thirty a year? I think <laughs> right. so. Yeah, no one, no one just leaves thirty million dollars on the table like that. So yeah, that's okay. why it didn't happen. Fair, before. fair enough. I was but just like, yeah, I think the Lakers will be one of the best teams in the. I think this will happen, and I think the Lakers will be one of the best teams in the West next year. That's King, where I'm at. King James. What was my draft hot take? And then KD goes to the Suns, and you get Kyrie versus KD in the Western Conference Finals, and that's what I think. That's my vision for next year's NBA drama: is the Lakers versus Suns uh, Conference Finals. Yeah, and LeBron proves once and for all that he is still the the god that he always has been. <laughs> no, KD on the Suns uh, proves. I, I'm gonna have to be a KD fan if he's on the Suns, right? So I've got to start pushing my KD over over LeBron all time. He's got a deeper bag than LeBron. You're gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna be bold. Ball don't stop levels of bag Twitter. Like if KD is a son, you don't even understand. If KD is a son, I'm gonna be like. Even though I like bag. Curry more than KD currently, if KD is on the Suns, I'm rooting for KD to get revenge on the Warriors. I'm tweeting out narratives that like, see, this proves that they needed him more than he, <laughs> they, they needed him more than he needed them. He's getting revenge on the Warriors, and then he's once and for all proving he's better than LeBron after he beats LeBron in the Western Conference Finals <laughs> to vault the Suns to the finals, and then he's better than whoever else they play in the finals. So, so uh, if so, if Kevin Durant is a son, he's the best player in the NBA. But if he's not a son, he's still a snake, uh, even more of a snake <laughs> who needed to be carried. So his legacy is on the line for me in a big way right now. <laughs> the, that's crazy. Um, what else happened? John Wall to the Clippers. Officially? Yeah. Yes. I think it's okay. good. Yep, that's solid. He'll be a backup. Uh, hopefully his efficiency is better with a smaller role. Um, he's a nice little playmaking point guard. Cool. But like he's not... I'm expecting it to be like 2016 John Wall. Yeah. I don't think he, I think that he's going to play his role well. I don't think that he is going to try to do too much and take things away. I mean, he hasn't played like the last three years. So he's perfectly content with probably just sitting there, you know, and, and catch and shoot and whatever, playmaking a little bit. He's not going to be, it's not going to be like the Westbrook edition where it's like, oh, this guy's going to screw up the spacing. He's too ball dominant, right? John Wall is going to, I mean, he's, he probably wants to do as little work as possible, honestly, after the last three years is uh, <laughs> just sitting there. So, uh, yeah, I think that he's just going to be kind of a, a catch-and-shoot guy, playmaking guy a little bit. I, I think that he's going to be a, a high-level role player considering you know who he is and, and what he's going to have to do on that team. I think that he can be a really good addition. And, again, I'm not – Clippers, true. Clippers was my take to get, make it out of the West, weren't they? So that kind of fucks up my other take. So I'll have to decide which one I want to roll with by the end of the off season. So. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I believe I believe in you to make the right decision. Um, so we're 
the only thing I I know we should all be in consensus on is that Kevin Herter to the Kings makes them a playoff team. Um, absolutely. I actually do like what the Kings have get done. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I like what they've done. Well, um, Darren Fox MVP season. is imminent, so they've added a lot of spacing, which is good. They they had. Yeah. I, I think people underestimated how little shooting they had last year. So, getting some guys who can actually shoot, solid, solid, solid. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Malik Monk's good, um, former Hornet. And I stopped recording again. So, <laughs> Well, now that we've all agreed that the Kings are winning the finals, I think we can finally move on to the real podcast segment, which is the question of the day, or the question of the week, I guess. Um, and, and before we get into the question of the week, I think we kind of need to address the, uh, the diabolical nature of you two. From yesterday's Twitter interaction of uh, hating Spider Way, No Way Home, and Ragnarok, to whole lot of mid, they're having a mid off. I, I, those I, no, uh, Spider Man No Way Home is not mid. It's awful. It's an awful movie. Why? What's good about it? It's literally like laughably bad. It's like I saw these like Marvel memes, man. And I honestly, I don't watch that many Marvel movies. I'll go see the big ones, you know. Um. And I liked, you know, I liked Infinity War. Endgame was okay. It's like, you know, I saw the original Avengers and like all that stuff. But I I go watch this movie. And I think that if you go into it not really caring about the cameos and knowing that there's going to be multiple Spider-Men in it and you're not watching it in the theater, it's got nothing. That's all. That's all the tricks up its sleeve it's got. And that's okay. Green Goblins. Oh, my God. How does that make it a good movie? I think that's. I think it's okay. I think you're you. You have too high of expectations for like what that movie w- is supposed to be. So your first defense it, is that my I should just lower my expectations. It's just not <laughs> no. I'm just saying that, that like, all the dialogue is like is like uncomfortable. It does like every Marvely thing you can think of, where it's like you know you see like well that was awkward, and you think like they don't really quite talk like that, but yeah, yes they do. <laughs> yes they do. So no one talks like people. And like the fight scenes are like whatever, and I don't really, I, I don't really care that deeply about all the characters. And then I saw that one TikTok where it's That's like Doctor th- Strange every time he's trying to like do a spell, and he's like getting like too mad. So then I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, that is Ali X. It's. I I, I I just think I just think like the one of the biggest appeals of the Marvel franchise is like getting invested in the characters. And if you're not invested in the characters, yeah, you're not gonna like well, a, then the 14th movie in the series. Like what? Well, these these characters are not Marvel. Like they they are Marvel characters, but like the original Spider Man trilogy came out like fifteen years ago. You know, like yeah, it's 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 it's, it's for Marvel. Fa- it's like specifically, I think like Martin Scorsese said that Marvel movies are like theme parks. They're not cinema. They're like theme parks. And I really think he was spitting with everybody. Got mad at him. It's like, oh, it's a movie. It's on, it's that's, three hours long. It's on a screen. Not, <laughs> but it really, it, that's it not is an what insult, it is. though. That's not an insult, though. It's it's like a little roller coaster, right? It's like, oh, there's there's. I can't believe they actually got the three of them together. But I mean, I haven't seen this movie, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm slandering uh, okay. something I've literally here's, never here's seen before. <laughs> but I under I know I don't even need to see the movie once I know that those three are in it, and that's the, the like value. Like, oh, they that's actually the got that. It's like, that's the gag. And you know, when I, it's such a lazy, look, it's bringing people back and cameos and references is not, 
good. It's fun. It's, it's easy. interesting. It's, it's but it's fun. fun. It's easy. It's, it's fun. So What's wrong easy? with fun? It's, it's, okay, What's here's wrong here's with fun here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was watching Stranger Things season four, and I came to the epiphany that the only reason I'm watching this is that like I like the characters, right? But it's not. It's not it's, a bad it's thing. definitely gotten worse. All right. Here's the thing, though. If I go to pay to watch a movie and I don't like the characters, that's my fault. My fault? Yes. I'm, I, well, you have to like the characters. That's why you should be watching. We got all these cameos. You're supposed to like that. It's, oh, it's yeah, just and not a good movie. Then why why'd you go see it if that if you weren't interested? Why in, didn't the... Because like, you can make a good movie with these characters. You can have these yeah. three characters you, and you can make it a good movie. You can do it. Look at uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's got all these Spider-Man people coming from all sorts of universes. We've never met them before ever in our lives. But the thing is with that yeah. movie is but it's that, really, really good. It's amazing. It's, it's a an different amazing level. Movie. It's a different level of effort though. Right, you put yeah, you like put a Marvel lot of is like incredibly yes, low Marvel effort. Marvel is low You're effort. Right. You are yes. absolutely right. It's a different level fun. of effort. They I care enjoy more. I enjoy Into the Spider Verse because it's a, it's a fantastic movie, and I enjoy like and it's a it, <laughs> and I, there's a I, lot. I, yeah, I enjoy Into the Spider Verse because it's <laughs> but, then, good but I also I also enjoy No Way Home. I, I enjoy No Way Home because it's a fun movie, and there's nothing wrong with having a fun, exciting movie. Okay, what makes is it that fun? Is is lame to me. And I don't like it. And it's not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> As for Ragnarok, which people for some inexplicable reason seem to think is the best Marvel movie out there. It's not there. the best Marvel movie, but it's 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 a it's really not good S-tier. movie. It's up no, there. it's not, dude. Go it's A-tier. Like, I'd say it's A-tier. This is the story about Thor Ragnarok. Let me tell you. I can't remember anything about the villain in that movie besides it was played by Sandra Bullock, I think. She didn't have it's like- Thor's sister. I don't care. It's I don't remember that. It's like literally who cares? And she doesn't do anything interesting or really that notable in that entire movie. Um, and here's the thing about Thor, right? They try Thor was originally a very serious character, like very, very um, kind of gruffer than than all the other ones, a little bit more aloof. And no one liked it, the first two movies of him because they Marvel doesn't is not a good they don't write well they're not good writers they have one trick up their sleeve and that's the little quippy jokes every character is either in the mold of Captain America or Tony Stark those are the two those are the two they've got they've got the straight man and they've got the little they've got the like little fiery like the little fiery like firecracker you know, Tony Stark style person, <laughs> black Panther, like is just captain America, same personality, exact same, uh, Ant-Man, he's Tony Stark, exact. Same. Like, tell me a notable difference in their character. There is not one Thor. They couldn't get it right. They couldn't get it right. So then they're like, we're just going to go to the, to the card. We know how to play. And that's quips every fucking second. And that's all that movie is quip, 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 sarcastic moment. Uh, the, oh, look at it. It's supposed to be a big serious fight scene. And he's saying something silly. It does that so many times in that movie over and over and over and over again. And here's the thing. You got to earn a laugh out of me that isn't just that for the in Marvel's like 18th movie. It's old. It's old. I don't understand how I'm honestly surprised Marvel has survived past Endgame because they keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. People just eat it up. People just eat it up. It's like, I'm telling you guys, I I worked at a movie theater. I worked at a movie theater. I worked at a movie. We had good movies go through the theaters. We lost them in a week. Some of the best movies I've ever seen were gone in one week because no one ever went and saw them. 
and like movies like The Favorite gone. Like these so many like objectively like very good movies just gone. No one cares. Marvel movies, pack the house. Everyone goes and sees them. Lowest common denominator. They're, they're fun. fun. Oh, they're fun. Oh, they're fun. People you know, like fun, Thor said Theo. the same joke a million times. Oh, there's some CGI not, fight like, scene I, that I looks the same. Think that, like, they're not that fun to they're me. Not fun. They're not that. They're boring. They're boring. It's been happening so many times. Here, I can only have okay. fun so many times, and then it's not fun anymore. Theo, a Theo, video game cu- that I play. <laughs> Theo, I'm going to cut you off because I didn't think that the appeal to Ragnarok was ever even that it was a fun movie. I thought the appeal to Ragnarok, the big appeal for me was Thor's like huge shifting character development. Right? Thor Their was always... This, it wasn't character development. Thor, Thor was what always happened? This, that made no, no, no. Him. Thor was always this super serious character. Then what happened? Um, then they forgot how to he know go, him no, 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 his no, no, first no. two movies he so they had to, to change the way they write him. He goes to Earth, falls in love, his mom dies. He watches his dad die in front of him. And, and then, then he gets really like, funny. Sweeter. He starts wisecracking. No, and then he has to kill Kill his sister. So, no. So becomes, but like, but if you he, think about like, if you think about like a shift in how his thinking is, it's like he's always been the super serious brute guy, and then he loses a bunch. How is he supposed to react? Does he get more serious? No, the yes, way that he deals with it, damaged. That would yeah, be, and that's a, how he deals with his damage. That's how he dealt with it. That's, that's how not I good, man. I that's I not that's, good. Yeah, it's writing. unhealthy, and it it shows like no, Thor it's not like, unhealthy. It's just funny. It's just a funny little moment. No, Go watch, search Thor Ragnarok funniest moments. Watch them and tell me if they are like genuinely funny. <laughs> oh They're gosh. not, dude. Thor, Thor and it's learning, not fun Thor, anymore. Thor like learning to like deal with not having his like crutch of his hammer he didn't do that's not well written dude there's go watch like first reformed or something and watch some like movie that's actually like well written where like the characters are actually dealing with grief in an interesting way and then go watch a marvel movie and you'll see the discrepancy like marvel movies are not built to actually like be character studies they're not it's a theme park it's a movie i'll be be 100 percent honest with you i hate it because it's like like being like anti like Marvel movie is such a like, oh, you just want to be different. Oh, you don't like to have fun. Oh, you want to act smart. But like, it's really not. I get why you would think that, but it's really not that. They really just are not that good. Go watch Spider-Man No Way Home, but you're not in a theater and you already know that there's going to be the cameos and it's got nothing left. Did you watch Doctor Strange? The new Doctor Strange? No. Watch. <laughs> Because it's Marvel, I don't like that. <laughs> it's I'm good. Watching, I, we're, wait, Endgame. this is the second Doctor Strange movie? Yes. We don't need it, man. <laughs> After it's, Endgame. It's a good look, movie. Endgame, we've got so, they're like, oh, what are the next 10 years? And they've got all this time travel shit. They're like, we can bring anybody. We can do anything. We can do anything, anytime. Every cameo, any anything. It's like, just make it, a, it's a theme park. It's such a perfect way to describe it. It's like, Go into just your dopamine receptors going off. Like you can say it's fun or whatever, but it's it like I, if I want, if I rode the same roller coaster a hundred times, you know, I'm not, it's, it was fun. I watched every Marvel movie from like the original Hulk to Endgame, right? And then I said, that was a fun little journey we just took. And now it's still going. And it's the same jokes and it's the same characters and it's the same thing, just rebranded a little bit. I don't know who the fuck they are. Like Iron Man, I grew up knowing who that is. I don't know who I don't know who Moon Knight is. I don't care who Moon Knight is. I 
I'll just watch some football or something. All right. Like I'll, I'll go watch. I don't know. I'll go work I think on that some stuff. I'll go watch better call Saul. I'd rather watch something where I actually like it would, Seinfeld. will be surprising to me and new. And I actually don't know. I know that the good guys aren't going to win at the end scene in a, in a big CGI third act. Like there might be some, some pleasant surprises. There might be some well-written characters and some directions that I'm not expecting to me. That's more fun than watching the same movie for the hundredth time. And that's what I'm watching a Marvel. Film. I don't know. I, I just think that the multiverse stuff is like fine or whatever, but you do realize it makes it like no stakes, right? Yeah. You can travel in time infinitely and there are in th- like infinite multiverses. So no one can actually die in the sense of you won't get to see their character anymore. You can't make a mistake because we can just go back and edit it. It's the stakes are low. The jokes aren't funny. It's just not a good franchise, man. It's not a good franchise. Objectively. It's a fun one and you'd like all the yeah. characters, but that's, I mean, object from objective it's quality. It's you guys just don't like the characters and that's okay. You just haven't watched good movies. You truly. Still like I the like characters. the characters. No, you, you don't like the characters because the movie did not make likable characters. Peter Parker and like, like the whole like nervous, like awkward high schooler thing gets so old so quick, dude. We're on movie three and he's still like and I, I understand like the whole thing was supposed to be like awkward people are awkward people. Like I don't I, I have watch no a good movie. I'm literally people, begging you to like watch in, watch a good movie. <laughs> I have no problem movie. with like a, what, in, like an what is your favorite non non franchise movie? Like no, not non connected to a franchise. Uh probably Rocket Man. Or Logan, or I guess Logan's a franchise movie, also. Uh, yeah, remember the, can... remember the Titans. Okay. Um, do you like the Kingsman? Do you like? Yeah, that? that's a franchise, man. That's a franchise. Yeah, I'm just There's saying. Do you, do you like that franchise? Um, <laughs> Name okay. one that's not a franchise. You got Rocket Man, but that's like Rocket based Man. On a true story. Remember the like Titans? Written Elton. Well, from, yeah, Elton John's my guy. So like, um, just written from scratch. Based on true story, written from scratch, just fiction, not a franchise. I got. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like you put me on the spot here. I just went to look at my top ten favorite movies of all time, and it's like what are your top Star 10 Wars, Batman? It's Star Wars: Avengers: The Sith, Batman Begins, Rocket Man, Matrix Revolutions, Ender's Game, Logan, Greatest Show. Oh, The Greatest Showman. I like The Greatest Showman a lot. That's based on a real dude. And not just, re- but like, okay, I will like remember just the like Titans, Rocky Four, Dark Knight. Fiction. This like, is all franchises. I'm telling you to watch a good movie. I'm telling you, like, oh, A24. Just, I'm being a pretentious film bro right now. You are Sit being a pretentious and, film bro. I am. I am. And but fuck I'm you telling for you, it, man. I'm telling you. I don't you, care just, about you. You. I don't care about that kind of stuff. I just want to watch something fun. I just want right. to be entertained. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, fine. but the act, that's not even the question of the day. I just wanted to give you all shit for that. Um, I don't think you gave us any. I think I want to give you shit for it. <laughs> I'm I'm being attacked here. That's really the problem. I need someone else who's on my side. All of Marvel, all of Marvel fans are are under my <laughs> under my on my watch list. I, where I'm I ta- get, this isn't I a message get. to. Bl- Bladen is my tackling dummy right now, but I'm speaking <laughs> directly to all of you who like don't seek out good content and then tell me that bad content is good because it's all you've ever seen. See, shut shut up. <laughs> That's see, I disagree. Uh, you can like Marvel because you're invested in the characters, but you got to understand like. Like if you're not like deeply invested in in the characters and, and that's before fine, you go but, into the movie, then and it in the movie doesn't make you invested in the characters in itself. It's not good. Yes, 
I'm, it's, that's, it, yeah, I just, I, I, I can get, I, like, that's fine. But, like, I don't know. Coming out and just being like, it's bad. It is, is bad. like, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not invested. But I shouldn't but have to every be movie pre-invested sh- going into the movie. If that's the only way but it's good, the, it's not good. But that's the idea is you're just invested no, in the not. character. See, well, then why, why do you buy a movie ticket for that one movie? Because I'm invested in the is, is it not supposed to be good in its own right? You're saying it can't be good in its own right, basically. Or you're saying it can't be bad, where it's like just because the characters are in it, like they already the, won. They they, they I, could make. I'm it. not saying that everyone has to go see it, but if you're, but if you want to, like, it's bad. You know, if you're a Marvel fan, then yeah. Couldn't, why, couldn't I goes, say that about literally any movie, though? Well, you don't what? like the characters of the movie. And you didn't like no. it. Well, if you like the okay. characters, a well, movie that's the like, thing. It's not that it's bad. It's just that you don't like the characters. <laughs> what movie could I not say that about? Well, I'm just saying, like, what, Theo, what's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time is Mad Max, Max. Fury Road. Okay. Is that, that movie is good in its own right? Yes. Right? Yes. No, you have to you don't have to be invested in into Mad the characters. Max lore, man. <laughs> there, I mean, I haven't even seen the original Mad Maxes. That's also a franchise, but that movie to me just rocks. And it's not even be, like I haven't seen any of the movies before it. I don't know what the lore was. I don't care what okay. the lore is. It works as a standalone movie, and you don't. It's like even though it's well, okay. Well, I'm not trying to, to argue other, that No Way Home is the greatest movie of all time. I'm just saying that as a Marvel movie, it's fine, and I w- and I would watch it again. <laughs> For a Marvel movie, it's fine, but again, that's that's not a very high bar. But that's not even the question of the day. What is the, the question, question of, of the day? day is what <laughs> fantasy world, and it does kind of relate. What fantasy world, so like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel, you know, Pokemon, whatever, would be the best to live in, and which one would be the worst? From like which one? I'm just going to do which one Pokemon I want here. to. I'm going to go Percy Jackson. Oh, you would just Ooh, be a normal okay. guy in Percy Jackson. Would you, well, are you, okay, are you well, Percy Jackson oh, yeah, well, in that's, this? You could be, you could be, oh, I want to live in Harry Potter, but then you're just like a dude. <laughs> a no. You're just, oh, come what on, if you're come just on. an hour in Harry Potter world? Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Percy Jackson would be fun. My fir- yeah. my favorite would obviously be Star Wars to be in. The worst, the worst fantasy world to live in, I promise you, is probably like the Matrix. That's got to be the worst. Well, but it's just like, just I mean, like are we? Are you out of your? Are you out of the Matrix in the ma- some Matrix? Say we or are you like in the, the shitty? Matrix, but we won't get into that. Oh, hmm. Is well, the Matrix just, just like this, or are you like conscious and in the you're, real? You're world? You're conscious, the, yeah. Like, yeah, that would suck. Oh, that I would, would say, suck but ass. I could argue that like Star Wars, unless you're like a Jedi, is like clearly like very like all these planets are poverty. And yeah. like your planet could get blown up at any time. I'm going with Pokemon. All right. Pokemon Go was a lot of fun in 2016. Here's the thing about people ask why I'm into bird watching. It's literally just Pokey. You go around, you're on a little adventure and you try to like collect or see as many like creatures as you can find. Right. That's the joy of Pokemon. If I lived in there, look, there is no oppressive government. There is no dystopian like shit. Like there is no villain that wants to kill everybody in Pokemon. It's <laughs> Team Rocket. Just you. <laughs> I guess Team Rocket is there. Anyway, I I know that like you know you could nitpick some things, but to me, the idea of just going around and and being a Pokemon trainer to me is the most uh, the most fun and has a pretty pretty high floor in terms of how bad it could be for you. Whereas I feel like right, in, in right. Star Wars or or you know. 
Well, if yeah, that's the thing. Hogwarts, if, you know, it's if kind I'm, of a if I'm going to place. Star Wars, do I get to choose? Like, can I be a Sith Lord if I wanted to? That might change get things. Be if like, I could be like whatever I want. I think I you just get like anyone. I think you get to be like, like if you go to Harry Potter, you get to, you be, get to be a wizard. Okay, yeah. you go Percy Jackson. Like, okay, you're in that thing. You go to Star Wars. You're a Jedi, but you're not gonna be. You don't well, get to be like, oh, I'm Darth Vader. I was about to say, can I be? Can I be a Sith? Can I? Can I be like Darth Maul? Well, I think that's a choice every Jedi <laughs> has to make for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. So yeah, sure, cool. I'm getting a red lightsaber. That's gonna be cold as shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other like sleeper ones. We're already too far into this, but I'm trying to think. That's what the thing is like. They're all like yeah, once you yeah. get to like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Pokemon, The Matrix. That's pretty much covers all of your bases. Oh, d- fantasy well, fans! I'm sorry, that's not true. There's other ones. It's, <laughs> what am I? What like, am I missing? A lot of the a lot of the other ones. Like you've got to realize, like we grew up where it's like dystopia, so it's like yeah, the Hunger Games. That would well, that would suck. That'd be so. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings yeah. is like I'm getting recruited as like a four year old to go like kill. Art that's that's orcs. that's the same as Star Wars. That's the same as Star Wars. Keep it. A that's why Pokemon. <laughs> to me is like stands out is like there is no genocide happening it's not a dystopia world it's like right. it's just one where i catch a weird like electric mouse and use it <laughs> no one dies your pokemon doesn't die it just it faints. faints yeah it's just like like literally i might choose like the care bears world over like you know <laughs> star wars if like Dude, my planet's gonna get blown up <laughs> Scary oh, in a lot we're of going, these if we're going that deep, then I'm going like the fucking SpongeBob universe, man. Like, what? <laughs> if you could live in any, if what you could does live in- what does like being in the SpongeBob universe imply? You You're, are you are you would drown bottom. pretty quickly. <laughs> you are old man Jenkins. Adventure <laughs> Time, like some of like these little kids, like Adventure Time, like they just live in their like tree and they just like chill and have all these like crazy like, things happen to them. Like that to me even sounds like more appealing than living in like these war torn dystopia. <laughs> fantasy worlds like lord of the rings or star wars or yeah put me even Harry put me Potter in for fucking put me in the fairly odd parents man give me some fairly <laughs> honestly dude no if, if like if the idea was that i got fairy god yeah that is the 21 <laughs> that is the yes idea. i would totally do that that would be far and away because you could you could do anything at that actually point. <laughs> there are actually, some rules no um, rules you anyway. can't make anyone fall in love with you don't want it <laughs> It's definitely not one of these like these like war torn. Just it's definitely something like Pokemon or Adventure Time or Fairly Odd right. Parents, where it's just like nothing bad ever happened. These utopia situations instead of these right. like, dystopia right. situations. But yeah. I didn't read Cartoon I, well, Network Reign Supreme once again. I don't again. remember exactly how bad it was. So maybe Harry Potter. Know, Harry like Potter. Cool it didn't get that actually. bad. Don't care. It didn't get that bad. There was a point like in book seven where there was this big like battle. Spoiler alert yeah. for those who haven't read the most popular book <laughs> franchise of all ever. time. Yeah. But but they like not that many people die in it and like it gets fixed relatively quickly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I but, would say yeah. Harry, I would say Harry Potter has a relatively happy ending. Oh yeah. So, like more so than some of the other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but definitely like fairly odd parents, adventure time, amazing world of gumball, that kind of bullshit. Like all of that stuff 
and, reign supreme. And like in Pokemon, Team Rocket is there, but they're not that hard to beat. I beat them in the game. Like literally, <laughs> you just get like, I beat them. So if I could just do the same thing, you know, again, it, it can't be that hard. I've already yeah. done it. So they're not that scary. I mean, Ash did right? it with Pikachu like a number right. of it's times, easy. right? Yeah, <laughs> just do it all the time. They, they literally are not that e- that hard difficult. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps things up for us. As always, tons of tons of content coming on all platforms. My album drops tonight. At the time that everyone's watching this, the album will be out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Appreciate y'all tuning in. It's always fun yeah. doing the Stay Out podcast. Next time <laughs> we record, uh, I guess we won't be in Vegas the next time we record. The time after that, though, we will be in Vegas. So we will. Big time. Going to Vegas Friday through what is it monday i think something like that or tuesday i don't know it's like four days in vegas it'll be a good time if there's any (laughs) if there's anyone you want us to meet up with in vegas let us know well uh, go say you're in vegas yeah if you're in vegas and you want you want to you want to come say hi we'll drop the addy and you can just pull up (laughs) no we're not no we're not we'll drop the yeah (laughs) we're not doing that we're not doing that but Tons of tons of content coming on all platforms. And as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.